0: Ayer's on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Iyers on the Road. We are so happy to be with you today. It's not snowing Today.
1: Well, here's the funny thing. It's it's April Fool's Day, Linda. So, you know, you might have... Oh, my goodness. You, people might think that you're just saying that it's quit snowing, and actually it's not going to quit <laughs> snowing <laughs> for a long time. For another, we're looking at the forecast every day. We got this three-week forecast, or two-week. How far does the Weather Channel go out? Like, maybe it's 10 or 11 yeah, days, snow. but all it shows is little clouds and little snowflakes coming out of them. And... <laughs> we i tell you what if any of you are interested look at our instagram the last post or the second to the last one um, is our driveway and the uh we've been trying to throw the snow up over the bank of the driveway but it's 10 feet high and the snowboard won't throw it that high so it just goes up there and
0: kind of sticks and it's sort of forming a tunnel yeah it's kind of coming really over <laughs> Coming over, leaning over the top. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. The snow year is incredible. No, nobody believes record breaking in Utah.
1: L- look at look at Instagram. Go just go do it. Go look, because it'll be very entertaining <laughs> for you. Just Richard I how is it? Richard Linda Iyer is our at thing at Instagram, just all strung together. No. Linda, no, Richard Linda Iyer. Get this straight. Okay, okay, get this right. So, anyway, that's the snow news.
0: Now, what else do we have to say today? Oh, goodness. <clears throat> um, we are, I, I myself am at the deadline t- today. Today, I'm sending in my book, <laughs> my little book. I've been working on some life stories, and I don't know how many of you know about Story Worth, but it's a really good idea. It was a great idea. Our daughter-in-law gave that to me, and one of my our daughters colluded and gave that to me for Christmas And uh, last year. It's and just a
1: bunch of questions you answer, right? Right, you answer a bunch of questions. I answer them. It takes me about one paragraph to answer
0: the question. Linda answers them, and it's a book. Oh, it takes <laughs> me hours. I've been going through and finding pictures from my past and, and uploading, and I'm not the uh, techiest person that you've ever listened to, because, um, but I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot, but it has sent me through a whirl of my life and all that's happened, how grateful I am for so many really crazy things, hard things, wonderful things, fun things. It really has been a great experience.
1: Well, you listeners should know that when we when we write a book, when we write a regular book with with our publisher... Um, it's easy compared to this because we have an editor and we have a designer. And we have a person that does everything. All we have to do is is do the writing. But on this family history kind of a book, Linda has to do everything from edit to you know. And you call
0: my son Josh who <laughs> <laughs> knows everything and gets it all. And- it's, mess. it's kind of good for us in a way so um. but I am putting a disclaimer at the first that um, I usually do have an editor and you are going to find millions of typos and also <laughs> lots of um, misspelled words and um, things that you've never seen in a book before.
1: People are now going to want to get this book and read it, Linda, and it's a private family no, it's book. It's not so. going to
0: work. I would
1: not share it, but anyway. But but it may, but portions of it may go into another book that we're still trying to figure out, and it's, I don't know if we'll ever do this. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of like cheaper by the dozen. It's a, It's a story of our family, just all the crazy things that have happened. In fact, we used it. Th- we used to have a working title for it called "Don't Try This at Home." <laughs> and then we had another working title called "Unusual," and then Linda came up with the best title for it, and it's uh, a little bit crazy. Right. And uh, then and then she met, put a typo in it, and it said "a little big crazy," and we decided <laughs> that's probably the title it's we should probably
0: use. Definitely <laughs> even better. <laughs> Um, But it has been so fun to think back through um, the blessings of my life. Well, um, I really have had a, a fun time, a great, time, a guided time. I am just so thankful. And I'm just mostly I'm grateful because I'm turning it in today. They give you three months it takes you one year and then they give you a three-month grace period and it just passed, passed
1: well good April. point it actually we're recording this on on March 31st but so yeah. I said it was April 1st but this is when it'll be released April 1st so a happy April Fool's day to all of you and also as you know we usually do the first week of the month on our gratitude journals and encouraging you to be. Grateful in very specific ways that might help in your gratitude journal or might encourage you to have a gratitude journal because we always say gratitude is not a path to happiness. Gratitude is happiness in its most approachable form. So, but we're not doing that today because we're doing that next week because it's actually in our time, not quite <laughs> April 1st. Yet. You don't have
0: to tell so them. I've
1: the explained honey. all that. But okay. today, We're going to do another chapter, another verse, another installment in three-letter lessons. We've heard from a lot of you, and, and, and you like these, and we like them. We like trying to get a concept down to something really simple, really approachable, really doable, and really memorable because these little lessons, these little ideas for life don't work unless they sort of stick in our minds. They've got to sort of lodge in our heads and stay there. Right. Otherwise, they won't affect our behavior, right? Right. Simplity, simplicity, simplicity. <laughs> if you simplify some simplification, it'll be simplicity.
0: <laughs> That's your word for the year. Uh, it is. I am trying about working that on me. simplifying, and um, I think you want to introduce the word first. Well, before it we introduce kind of the
1: word, while well, there's while well, there's uh, people out there, while well, there's tension and suspense as to what the three letter lesson is for today, I just thought we'd talk about simplicity for a minute and how these words are simple. They're basic. So why are you why are you using this big word for your word for the year?
0: Oh, I think your life just gets so complicated, especially when you have nine children and 34 grandchildren and a lot of things running on every side. And there are, (laughs) I I tend to make things a little more complicated than they need to be sometimes. Um, You've you've tried to teach me to, you know, do my air. When we were first married, I was. Understatement alert. Running errands, running (laughs) errands, running errands, all the things. Just consolidate your errands. Just go around and do it. So. Anyway, I, um, that's beside the point, but it's a good example of the fact that it's just important no matter what you're doing to simplify, it's just, you don't have to do a big deal on every single thing, but I've simplified my drawers. I've been going through closets and getting rid of stuff that I don't need and trying to simplify all the stuff in my life, which is a good idea. You're a,
1: you you have, you are, you get the most improved player award. And for simplifying, you are, you are so much better simplifier now than you used to well, be. I'll you. tell you. But I would. There is a wonderful Oliver Wendell Holmes quote that says, "I would not give a fig for the simplicity that lies on this side of complexity, but I would give my right arm for the simplicity that lies beyond complexity." And that's really what we're trying to do with these little three-letter lessons. we're we're saying, here's a here's a concept or a sort of a little philosophy that could be really complicated. It could be really complex. But if you really drill down on it and really understand it, there's a simple version of it that is powerful. It's condensed is what it is. That's what we're trying to do with these three letter lessons, condense them down to something really simple. And so the three letter lesson for today is, and we do have to work with the spelling on some of these words to get them down to three <laughs> you know, letters.
0: Oh, he's been a terrible <laughs> speller. <laughs> well,
1: the, the word is true, but we're gonna spell it T-R-U because who needs that little E on the end anyway? <laughs> true. I want you to think about the word true for a minute. And we're going to work our way into this and why we think it's a powerful, powerful three-letter lesson. So when, when you think of the word true, Linda, what, I mean, there's a million things that come to mind, but what's the essence of true?
0: Um, <clears throat> true is right, is clear, is, um honorable. Um it's correct. Um, it's it's clean. It's uh, it's a way to think about life as pure and clean and good.
1: Yeah, that and and it's an aspiration, isn't it? We all we all love truth. We want to be true. We want to be true to ourselves. We want to be true to our convictions. We want to be true to our marriage to our spouse to our children to our loyalty we want to be true and and we live in a world where truth is not as prevalent and as obvious as it used to be right i mean you know we live in an era of fake news we live in an era of different opinions we live in an era of um we live in an era when things can be constructed that look true, that are not true. Um, What's the new, what's the new artificial intelligence now, right? Uh,
0: Oh yeah. Chat Chat,
1: GPT. GPT. We live in an era when things are produced that, that are not what they're purported to be. We live in a world that's confused in so many ways. And we, I think all of us in our hearts long, for true being true truth right. um, it's it's needed so much and, and the question is how do we become people who observe this little lesson that true that truth is power that truth is 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 what the world needs and what we need in our families and in our lives and so on so why don't you think about that and
0: what else comes to mind? What do, do certain people come to mind? What? When I think of true, interestingly, I think of the temptation to say when you're telling somebody why you can't be there or why you missed something, temptation to make it a little bigger or a little. Um, more dramatic than it actually is, Um, you know, just to say something exactly right. This is exactly what happened. I've really worked on that. And I know when I've said something like, "Mm, that wasn't exactly true. That wasn't exactly true. And I "I do better. We have to do better. We have to be exact. And um, exaggeration, I think, is part of being true.
1: (laughs) I've been known to do that. (laughs) I am we, looking at you. I guess we all have. But I think you're right. There's a simple quality to true. When something's true, it's usually simple. It's it's just, it is. It just is what it is. Right. Although I actually kind of hate that phrase. We used to have a contractor. We'd complain about something he was building. Well, it is what it is. And I'm like, I know, make it so it isn't what it is. <laughs> but... But you're right, it is a simple, pure, there's a purity about truth, and people are able to recognize it, right? Right, I think so. Spiritual truth, we, we're going to get into that in the second half of the show. There's something about spiritual truth that has a ring of truth to right. it. Right.
0: I like that word, A ring, it rings true, just in context of what I just said. You know, if I hang up on the phone and think, um, that wasn't quite exactly exact. It doesn't feel right. And um, I've been able to catch myself often before I uh, exaggerate or say something that isn't exactly purely true. But it's hard. You know, there's so many things that just pop up in your life. But having that as a goal, I think, is really really important.
1: And, and I've said it on the show before, but a lot of you know that that one of my favorite little poems is is by Keats, John Keats. We should tell you about our overlap with where he lived when we lived in England. But, But Keats said it this way, truth is beauty, beauty, truth. That is all we know on earth and all we need to know. Boy, that's a food for thought. There is a beauty to truth, true. So we're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna drill deeper on this three letter lesson of TRU. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer, And we're back. We, um, before we forget at the end of the show, we want to thank Logan Gardner, our producer, who always does such a great job for us, and BYU Radio for allowing to d- us to do this. This has been an amazing experience for us 13 years, 13 years, a long time, and uh, that's
1: true, Linda. That's none of it. Exaggeration. That's TRU. Really? I and mean, you figured that out? <laughs> yes. Well, oh, oh, it's pretty easy. You look on the episodes and it's season 13.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. It wasn't
1: too hard to figure out.
0: There we go. Um, anyway, back talking about truth today. Um I wonder, truth.
1: can I say Keats's poem one more time? I think this is a puzzle. I th- I think everyone needs to say, what does that really mean? Um, truth is beauty. Beauty, truth. Beauty is truth. In other words, truth is beauty, beauty, truth. That is all we know on earth and all we need to know. That's quite an expansive statement. (laughs) But you can see, you can feel that rings true, doesn't it? There's a beauty in truth. There's an ugliness in, in falsehood. There's a beauty in simple honesty. There's a trust. There's a power. There's a bonding that comes and um
0: I don't you, know you there, said, there are
1: other things though you will but the but but they're true but they're true that's that's the I think that's Keith's point is that you, you didn't think about that that's oh, you, wow you will that will make you a seeker of truth that will make you a beautiful person you, you will seek beauty and truth they will come together they are the same thing there's a beauty to truth there's a there's a truth to beauty. Everything when you see something that's really you're an artist. When you hear something that's incredibly beautiful, a, sym, a symphony, or when you see a beautiful piece of art, doesn't it seem somehow true
0: to you? It feels true, right. Well, it's a deep truth. Obviously, yeah. you need to know how to cook dinner. You need to know how to drive a car. You know, <laughs> right? Those Don't those get silly right. things. No, but, but but that can also be beautiful. Yeah, that's true. It can be. That's true.
1: So, so you said a minute ago you love the 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 little phrase that we we say a lot, the
0: ring of truth. Why do you love that? The ring of truth. Because it rings true. <laughs> just, just to be, you know. I it. Uh, it really is, it does feel right. You know, it's like tuning a piano. When you tune a piano, um, you have these little instruments that you can put on and you keep hitting the same notes, same notes. The
1: vibrations know. match.
0: And then uh, and then you find exactly the right spot. And it's easier on a violin. When yeah. you tune a violin, oh, the vibrations are just awful and when you get exactly right yeah. they go away yeah it's just it. like clear it's pure it's they're in tune
1: so a quick story to illustrate that maybe maybe some of you heard this story there was a young there was a boy who during world war one was uh, was taken from his village he was just a little boy and and uh, he grew up in america and as he got to be an older man and his parents were gone and he had no family left from the, the war torn area of, of Europe that he lived in. And he longed to go back home. He longed to find out where he's from. He had no record of it. He didn't know. All he knew is he lived in a little village somewhere and he, he was a wealthy man. And he decided to go back and see if he could find the little village where he came from as a, as a young boy. And the only thing he could remember is that there was a bell in the steeple of a church that was near where he lived. Mm. And he went from village to village, listening to those bells. And when one one bright morning, he came into a little village and heard a bell and knew that that was the bell he remembered. Oh. His mind, his, his, his memory recalled that sound, and it had that ring of truth. That wow, that's a great truth. story. And he knew that he had come home. I don't know if that's a true story, but it 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 it's true. It ha- yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a story that might be made up, but it has a ring of truth. the The truth has a ring. You can recognize it, like he could recognize that bell.
0: Yeah, I and mean, when our kids were little, I remember them coming and t- telling me a story or requesting something or something. And you know you can kind of get a feeling of whether or not that has a ring of truth. Yeah, you know? yeah right. <laughs> uh, I didn't do. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And then you know they've got chocolate rem- all over their mouth. I didn't. I didn't eat that chocolate.
1: I remember um, you saying to our kids more than once, "Listen, parents can tell if you're telling the truth. I can tell. I can." <laughs> You don't ever lie to me because I will know.
0: <laughs> I feel the ring of truth in my soul. Yeah, but um, it is really—it's—it's it's the same way in your own soul that the, these vibrations and so on. Uh, when you're exaggerating a little bit, or you're trying to make things smooth things over, that it isn't quite right. Um, you know when it's really true. Well, and
1: Here's the thing. Let's talk. I was I didn't know whether we should really get to this point, but I think we should because it's not complete without it. Spiritually, there's a ring of truth. When missionaries, all of you listeners know our faith and in, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and many of you know we've been missionaries twice uh, as young, when I was young and also as we we were mission president in London. And I can tell you with some degree of authority that when missionaries teach people about Jesus and teach people about his gospel, they rely on a ring of truth. They, we, we call it the Spirit. We, there is, we believe, there is a holy Spirit that manifests truth. And it's clear. It, it, it's not something you can say, I know it's true because I saw it. I know it's true because I heard it. No, you know it's true because you feel it through your spirit. And that that is the ultimate truth. That's actually the ultimate experience, I think, of knowing something that you have no way to prove or no way. And, of course, the scriptures call that faith. Faith is the essence of things hoped for. Let's see, faith is the substance of things for the evidence of things not seen, right? Right. The scriptures tell us. And and so there is a way of knowing that does not involve our senses or our analysis or our proof.
0: It is a spiritual way of knowing truth. But it is really a sense. I think it's the sixth sense. Yeah. Because, you know, you can say, oh, I thought I heard something. Or did I see that? Mm -hmm. Or... I thought I heard a noise, you know, it, all those things. But um, what you feel is even more powerful than, than your five senses because it's so deep. It well, you can't doubt so it.
1: You can't. Yeah, you're right. You can doubt it. We, we think our eyes and our ears are reliable. But how many times have you said, well, I thought I heard something, but, you know, you're not sure or, you, you're pretty sure you saw something, but now you're realizing you really didn't see that. It was right. some kind of a mirage, or but when you whatever. feel something
0: deeply, deeply by the spirit, the spirit is amazing. Um, when you feel love for a child, for example, that is real. That's that is true. Clear. That's true. Pure. True. And I think that the more we can recognize that the better off we are. And
1: I've had people say to me, well, maybe that's just your brain playing a trick on you and you want to think it's true, and so you do. And so maybe that comes from inside of you. And and what I always say is, listen, the next time you're feeling spiritual truth, right at that moment, right when you're feeling it, ask yourself, is that coming from inside of me or is that coming into me from the spirit? And people, you can tell. You can tell that is something other than me some spiritual force, we, we believe it's the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit manifesting that truth to you. There's a ring of truth. Now, jumping from the sublime to the ridiculous, um, we had a term we learned in, at Harvard in the business school that I've always loved. The term is congruence, not a, not in the mathematical sense of two circles that are congruent or whatever, but congruent in the psychological sense that some people— what they are matches with what you see. What you see is what you get. What they're congruent in in what they say and what they are and what is really true all overlays. It's all it's congruent. And when you're with a person who's congruent, you feel whole. You feel you, like you can trust him. You feel like that is what it really looks to be. That's they, the they real that deal. They you out of
0: the business. Well, it was a, it
1: was a in was what a, context? Well, in the context of. You know, how how important it is in management to be congruent. what you're saying is actually what you mean and and it fits with the reality mm-hmm. and then so people can trust you in your management role. Yeah so it, so it manifests. so it's a term that works across the board. And now, Linda, before we run out of time, I'm going to embarrass you. No, yep no, I'm no, going to no. do it. I'm going to do it. You are not. I wrote a poem to Linda the other day and actually we we didn't that we didn't plan on this being a three letter lesson this is i was thinking about linda i was appreciating her and i felt like and i really do i mean you are instinctively a true person you are true to the core and i wanted to express that and i want to read the poem a to embarrass you and b and b to illustrate the point further because as you just pointed out a minute ago there's a lot of love that goes into this concept of true Keats could have said that Keats could have said truth is love love is truth that is all we know and all we need to know yeah. you know so so just bear with me <clears throat> here's the poem um so many poems so much beauty to capture facets dimensions qualities what does it condense to? What's the seed, the essence, the spark? When the word came, I knew. True. True love. True congruence. True loyalty. True companion. True emotion. True beauty. True peace. True joy. True response. True intent. True congruence. True conscience. True faith. True hope true charity, nothing wavering, nothing false, nothing not in tune and real, nothing not genuine, and the greatest gift, true to be. Imagine that with all that vast truth to give. I got all of it. May I be true to that truth and try to even approach the gratitude it merits.
0: Oh. Okay. That's oh. <laughs> oh gosh. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. Wow.
1: Well, I'm trying to capture that. And you do represent truth to me in a lot of ways. You don't ever you don't manipulate anyone. You don't you don't say things that you don't mean. Well, I do make. You may be unsure of things at times, but you don't. You don't create things that are not true in your own mind.
0: Remember all those times when I was pregnant and I was yelling at you and telling you what a wicked person (laughs) you were, uh, whatever it was. Well, that was probably true. And then no, no, and then and then afterwards I say, but I don't really mean that. You know, I mean you do. You do have to realize that you fly off sometimes and say things that aren't true. Um, but- well, all I'm
1: saying is, to me, this three-letter lesson is very aspirational. I'm striving for it. You're you're a long way ahead of me, but but isn't it a wonderful concept? And let let's we've only got a couple of minutes. Let's get back and well, whatever you want to end with. But I want to kind of move back toward the spiritual truth because you know, um, go ahead say. I think you got something to say, mm-hmm. and then I'll. Oh,
0: uh, no, I think that this has really been good to think about. It's a it's a mind jogger. And uh, we talked about this this week and thought how interesting it is to think about truth and how it rings in your soul and so on. But I think we all need to think about it a little bit more. It's It's good to think about and good to think about correcting yourself when you make a mistake.
1: And good to look for it everywhere. I feel very bad for people who think, all truth is in one religion or in one philosophy or in one place and everyone else is wrong and so on. There, there's truth right. everywhere and to look for it and find it in nature, to find it in other people, to find it in the circumstances we're in, to find it unexpectedly and see how beautiful it is. There
0: is so much beauty in the world, whether it's the uh, soul that you disconnect to, Because of something that's happened, or whether it's the gorgeous things in nature, they're glorious.
1: Well, we have one friend, and I'll end with this. Then you get the last word. But uh, he just is a scientist, and he believes that you know you you shouldn't. Nothing's true unless you can prove it. You got to have the scientific method. You got to observe it. You got to have a theory. Then that's become a hypothesis. Then you have to prove it. Everything can be proven and anything that can't be proven or seen or heard is not true or can't be relied on. And I just try to tell him it's the opposite of that, that there is, please leave room, be humble enough to leave room for the fact that there are other kinds of truth, that there are other ways of knowing than what your own brain can tell you. And believe that there is absolute truth and that there is a spirit that can manifest that truth and that that feeling just like you said earlier linda that feeling of truth spirit is a more sure witness than any of your senses
0: so thank you so much for joining us today we hope you we've given you something to think about we're certainly thinking about it this week so we love you. Thanks for joining and We'll see you next time on Fires on the Road.
1: Be true in the meantime. Bye-bye.